Fucking idiots who don't wear sleeves on their shirts podcast. I'm sleeveless Tom, and over here is sleeveless Joe. And thank you for listening to DWN Productions THC podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts with Sleeves at boygod.com. Joe, how was your week? Full of hey, sleeves, Tom. I hope. Uh, it was a sleepy, it was a sleepy week indeed. Uh, what happened? I got my vehicle back uh, shortly before we headed out of town. Got a call. Hey, your vehicle's ready. Oh, shit. All right. So we went and picked it up, drove it across the street from his shop to my shop. And that's the most driving I've done in it. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but Tom, I noticed you have a, uh, a new friend back there. What's that all about? I do. Shout out to uh, Mr. Donald Brown. You can find him on Facebook. He does like wood cutouts and shit. It's uh, two different layers, so it's kind of 3D-ish. But uh, yeah, I'm not looking back because of that. I'm in a much lower chair now. And it fucks up the whole frame of how I had it before. And I'm in the office, so you just see a bunch of garbage in the background. And I'm not quite sure what is actually in the background. So I'm thinking I should actually stand up straight so you can't see it, you see. So yeah, I think next time I'm getting the old, uh, the old chair back, but that doesn't matter. I'm glad you got your fucking car back. It's been 18 weeks. You're going to have to take another course in driving again to learn how this fucking machine works, but that's okay. I think I my advice is it did expire during that time, but we'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it expires on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we uh, Lisa and I were in Houston. You know, H-Town, they call it. And uh, Lisa wanted to go to this farmer's market she uh, saw online. So we went, and a uh, pretty big place, but it wasn't what uh, what I consider a true farmer's market, you know, where actual <laughs> farmers bring shit that they've grown and that they've cultivated and cleaned and made presentable for people. This was a uh, this was all a bunch of Mexicans selling uh, a variety of fruit <laughs> and, uh, shit that they bought wholesale and now are reselling it. Which good looking fruit, you know, good looking stuff, but. And there's like, shit, maybe 60, 60 people, like, with little booths or whatever. And they're all selling the same shit. All of it. Exactly. Like, from Rotor. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck do you make any money? You're all, you all have the exact same products. Oh, no, no. This one, this guy's got carrots. I don't think anybody else here has <laughs> carrots. But that was the exception to it all. So, uh,. I mean, cool, but still not what I expected. And and I haven't been to Mexico <laughs> in a in a long time. But in Mexico, there's like a real aggressive sales tactic, you know, where like, oh yeah, you know, come and look at this, you know, come and you know, you want a taste of this? We'll cut it up, and they're shoving it in your face. So a lot of people were like that out there, you know, it's just like, hey, you just gotta walk up with your hand out, like, fuck off, all right? If this looking, <laughs> no moleste. Yeah, but across the street. There was a store that uh, just sold spices, you know, like like you, like you would go in there and like load up on oregano, right? Uh, Lisa bought all kinds of weird. I, I might have, but yeah, you know, she doesn't. Lisa doesn't really care for. I want to say pepper. it wasn't called. So she brought white pepper. Did you know there's such a thing as white pepper? White pepper. I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you're more partial to crushed red pepper, right? Um, uh, it's all right. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool shit in this place, a bunch of different teas. And uh, if uh, you want, like, special medicinal teas, they had it already mixed, you know, for like, hey, arthritis tea, hey, gout tea, hey, cure everything tea. Uh, but, you know, one guy did walk in there. Keep talking know, about your teas. I'll be back. Yeah. So one guy walked into the place. What the fuck? See, now, like, I don't know what side of this thing I'm on. Oh, I'm in Tom's world over here. But this is usually my side right here. So anyway, folks. God damn it. I guess I can look under this guy. Um, this guy walked in. He said, you know, I've been having problems with my gout or so, or no, prostate. Like, I got an inflamed pro- prostate. Do you have anything for that? And I quit listening by that point, but I think they did find him something. So that was kind of odd. Um, and I'm not a good friend, or else I would have looked and seen if they had uh, anything for for Tom's diabetes. I'm sure they do have uh, tea for diabetes and uh, eczema, you know, like, you know, pour like a hot thing of scalding tea and just toss that shit right on your face and then uh, you look burnt instead of all eczema so that would have been good but yeah that place was cool I think Lisa walked out of there with like a hundred bucks worth of spices 
So she's going to be cooking up a storm for the holidays with new spices. The good thing about buying uh, that much spice is that you'll never have to worry about buying spices again. Lisa probably, but you know. No, I won't. No. I'm going to make something. It's like, oh, do we have this weird-ass shit that I've never heard of? Lisa, we got this. Yes. Okay. And all the pepper you'll ever need for the rest of your life. White pepper. That, you know, the good kind. In case you want to make a a superior dish. Right. Use Um, the old white pepper. And then from there, we went to the National Museum History, a funeral, funeral history museum. This is a museum dedicated to the art of funerals and things associated with funerals, Tom. You couldn't wait a month and a half? Oh, I want to know what I'm in for. You know? <laughs> Ask them, hey, what's all this going to cost me? You, you know, you got a thing on pricing? Uh, actually, they that's did. something you shouldn't worry about. They did. So. They had old ledgers that you know, so and so paid you know three hundred dollars or no three three fifty. It was an old fucking ledger. Um, but you know, I'm thinking like a lot of these quirky museums. I thought, well, okay, this is gonna be like the size of a, a garage, you know, or maybe you know like a two car garage. But this was a like a big place. It had all kinds of stuff. It had like a bunch of old hearses that looked real cool. Uh, they had one hearse bus that they tried to make <laughs> time, but it didn't really work out. Uh, uh, what did they? They had uh, like one guy had like a. What would that be used for? So everybody can ride together, you know? Oh, I thought it was like for a shit ton of caskets. Well, I mean, there was a spot for like two caskets at a time. So yeah, they they tried using it once and it was too back heavy. So when they were going uphill, it like turned, you know, over and dropped some shit, you know, the caskets fell back towards the people. So that thing wasn't in uh it didn't become popular usage. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> you remember 9-11? I do. There was a little tribute to 9-11 there, too. Is that when they invented the bus for all the caskets? Maybe. <laughs> um, well, that that probably would have been urns, you know, because there was just a bunch of ash people and stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was a good collection of urns there, and uh, they had like a celebrity section, you know, giving tribute to people like Paul Bearer, because uh, this guy like had a collection of, uh, you know, those little pamphlets they give you at a funeral, you know, that might have the person's picture, or it's like, hey, you know, we, we're here to celebrate the, the life of so-and-so. I know uh, it I just, is like a laminated card. Now it is, but it used to be like a little booklet uh, okay. or just a sheet of paper. Um, and it would tell you like their, their dates or whatever. But uh, I don't know if you can see this one on here, but I took a picture of this one for that, you. That was going to say, is that the trees? It is. <laughs> so, I knew that, so that, that was going to get you right there. 
<laughs> they had celebrity fucking uh, death cards. Yes. <laughs> kind yeah. of coolest places. Surprisingly, <laughs> oh, there was no. Uh, I remember. Well, there was like a little house of horrors section where they, you know, it's all about the. Pope. <laughs> they had wax figures. Yeah, of the popes that have passed away, you know. And how the popes are buried, and you know the different rituals they do for them. Uh, a lot of shit in there. Did they man. have the? Uh, did they have the pope from the cover of the Little Mermaid with the erection? No, they didn't have him. That's worth some money. So I've heard. I don't know. I don't know anything that has it. It's I think it's a fucking myth that whole thing. But uh, no, yeah. that he's he's definitely back in wood. If, uh, yeah, if you're around the Houston area and you don't know what to do in Houston, go check out the Funeral Museum. It is a, it's an interesting walkabout. <laughs> go see their wall of dead celebrity. Now, there was no, uh, nothing there about the tall man. You would have thought, you know, he's like a, like a funer funerary icon, but uh, nothing no acknowledgement, nothing. So is this like a uh, tongue-in-cheek place, or was it some serious... serious it's some serious issues? shit, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought this, ah, this is gonna be a hoop. I was like, you know what? Parts of this are pretty depressing. Um, <laughs> Especially the fucking... <laughs> how they put the little kid's feet coming out of the Pope's cloak. <laughs> What I'm saying, that was the House of Horrors section. Um, yeah, they did have, have some of those little kid caskets, and those are kind of weird. <laughs> They're just so small. Yeah, yeah and like some of the older caskets, you know, some of the older caskets were really fucking thin. You know, it's like, I mean what was nobody fat back then because like shit everybody's fat now i mean who's gonna fit in these things um yeah i think there was the one question now check this one out this, this was i thought really interesting. it was a huge casket and it had like two pillows and a little pillow in the middle and so the little you know placard that you read says like uh this couple, their child died. So they said, fuck it, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have a casket made for all three of us. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shoot you, wife, and then I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> we'll all be buried together. You know, we'll have the uh, the kid dug up and he'll be buried with us again. And it's, you know, <laughs> hey, you know what? We should call the cops on these people and have them like thrown in an asylum or something they built the fucking casket but the family decided to change their mind nah, we're not gonna do that <laughs> and after the husband died the wife this bitch has the audacity to call and ask for a refund so she could get money to have him a regular casket by himself but they said no Companies changed hands like twice already, lady. We don't know who you are. Oh, you're the one with this weird ass casket we can't do anything with. Maybe someday in the future we can donate it to a museum or something. 
And then you go to the next exhibit, and it's Chris Benoit's death card. <laughs> it's exhibit. With the receipt for the fucking casket he purchased from the lady. <laughs> Damn Benoit. Hey, welcome to the Giggling at Horrible Shit podcast. I'm Sleeveless Tom. <laughs> How was your week, Tom? Oh, shit. So, I still got a question about this fucking house of death you went The funerary. How was the gift shop? The yeah. gift shop? How was the gift shop? It's uh, when you go in, you go in and out through the gift shop. And how they get you? Really nothing. You know, it's like they were selling like Day of the Dead shit and like some skull stuff, you know? Nothing cool. Nothing, uh, nothing like. I thought if they'd have had it, I would have got a magnet, you know, for the fridge. You know, National Funeral Home Museum. Made out of a dead child's skeletal bone. Mm-hmm. But nope. Nope, nothing. We didn't. Did you just have anything. a fucking dead kid's toe on your refrigerator? Their t shirt actually looked pretty good, but I ain't buying no fucking t shirts. If you want t-shirts, go to fastcustomshirts.com and get yourself some t-shirts there. But yeah, that, there's that's... a link down at the bottom of the picture if you click on it. Yeah. Just keep touching your screen until it click till you get to it or your fucking monitor breaks. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Joe, I just got a uh, thing on my phone that I had a reminder that I had to remind you of uh, two movies that you wanted to watch before the year's end. And since next week is the year's end, got to remind you to watch Old Morbius and uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinochino. Pinochino! <laughs> I'm sure that'll be making your fucking top of the because that dude's stuff always does. So, there well, you go. I got curiosities ain't making no list. That's for sure. <laughs> well, it's a TV show. Yeah, or mini movies, as some people like to call it. But one mini movie might be making your list. I think. Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna make a list. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I wasn't even talking about your DWN thing when I said you got a friend. <laughs> which is right below that it is it was holding it up but here's something else (laughs) called (laughs) decaf he's gonna talk in the next one it's gonna be great yeah rl stein directed (laughs) yeah i got one more to uh watch this coming up week i think it's in german or swedish can't wait can't wait but uh let's let's get these old old movies out of well, wait wait a minute wait a minute today all you were right. doing some uh, some repairs or maintenance on uh some lawn equipment ah yes i had to fix an accessory for the old lawn tractor as john deere calls them but uh this isn't a john deere product it is a craftsman 
product. It's uh, this gimmick you hook up to the back of the lawn tractor that pulls behind it and it'll like sweep up all the leaves into this big basket type thing on the back and then you pull the rope and it'll empty it into a pile. Uh, I think I got it to work relatively easy. It was a relatively easy fix, I think, but uh, uh, sorry. They always get me and then I got an error. But anyways, uh, Every time yeah. you see a basket, that's when it pops up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a relatively easy fix, I think. I just wasn't able to fully test it out because uh, it rained last night and this morning. So, you know, I can't be driving the old lawn tractor around and running up the uh, grass and shit, so. I'll give it a day or two and see if I fix the fucking thing or not, and uh, if not, I'm just going to throw it on the goddamn roof, this will be about the fifth time of me trying to fix this thing, but uh, you know, this was this was the last piece that could have been the problem, so fingers crossed, Joe, fingers I'll be, crossed. I'll light a candle for you. Mm, and all my fucking pumpkins are dying that, uh, you know... Most people plant pumpkins in the spring, but I plant pumpkins when people are harvesting their pumpkins they plant in the spring. It was fucking unseasonably cold here for about a week, week and a half, and it was just raining, 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 flooding everything, and then fucking a whole bunch of bugs came and ate them, and since it was so cold, it killed all the bees, so... At least I know what to do next time in the spring when you're actually supposed to plant the motherfuckers, but... You'll be ready. Yeah. There's an old for arms, I think they say. Sure. I don't speak Greek, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But, yeah, continuing the, uh, the onslaught of, of movies from 2022, Tom. I've watched quite a few again this week. Uh, I watched a movie called The Last Thing Mary Saw. And this is another one that I watched on Shudder. This uh, starts out, this uh, lady is on trial and she's got like a blindfold over her eyes. But you see like blood coming down from the blindfold, Tom. So you know something happened to her eyes. Can I ask you a question? You can. Are we going to find out that justice is blind, Joe? Yes. Okay. No, not really. Um, you sure that's not what that was supposed to mean or anything? Could have been. I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. Literally. Seems a little on the nose. It could be. So, anyway, uh, what's going on? Why? Why is she blind? Oh, wait a minute. The movie's called "The Last Thing She Saw." So let's flash back and. So we're flashing back, and she is uh, lives on a farm with a, I don't know, dad, mom, <laughs> grandma, a couple of other people, and uh, and a maid. Turns out she's fucking the maid, and you can't do that kind of shit in this Puritan time, you know, because it's pure. And uh, lesbianism, that's not a pure thing. So. What they do is, I'm sure the maid's a different nationality too. So, 
maybe yeah she's probably scottish and i think they might be irish you know and, you know it can't be miscegenating like that hatfields so and the mccoys yeah so it's about them trying to keep their secrets and uh they get caught and they're kept separate and they're punishing them by making them kneel on rice for hours i don't know if that would hurt or not surely not comfortable but they made it seem like hey this is the fucking worst so they figure the only thing that's going to get us out of this is if we poison the grandma because she's the one that's doling out all the punishments so they do but then like the grandma comes back or something or i don't know there's some crazy witch shit going on and what is a very slow movie to begin with midway through gets pretty interesting pretty good uh, <laughs> i dug it what was that word good interesting yeah so yeah the last thing mary saw uh right before i watched it or before i watched another movie this is the last movie i saw so I'd recommend it if you're into stuff like the the witch or folk horror. I guess mm-hmm. I should say because that is the term that's popular. Now. So what was the last thing she saw? That other girl's people? No, she saw the the matriarch come back and pluck her eyes out for being a oh. lesbian. So probably fingers. Yeah. Fingerprints were the last things I see. Would recommend. I just said so, yeah. Just confirm in there, Joe. To the folks that like folk horror. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, the old uh, Clerks Blue Clerks Three Blu-ray came out this past Tuesday, Joe. But you it's saw that chocolate. movie. You talked about it already. I did, but this is the Blu-ray. Mm. <laughs> so you it's watched chocolate. commentary then? <laughs> I did. I the know. commentary is it's all right, but uh, the documentaries on there are where it's at. There's uh, two feature-length documentaries. One's about the making of Clerks 3, and the other one's like 30 years of Clerks. Both really fucking good. Uh, The only thing out of this whole special features collection that uh, really, really rubbed me the wrong way is uh, Kevin Smith's thing he does. Maybe it's a verbal crutch, or just like how I say man a lot. He'll say kids and refer to everybody as kids and I don't know that just gets under my skin it's like who's talking about like you're a grown man you son of a bitch what the what the fuck is this shit so uh if you can get past that maybe that doesn't maybe that doesn't annoy you but that just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason but he says that shit a lot and often so if you can get past that both documentaries are really fucking good maybe better than the movie maybe helps the movie out but uh i always like the documentaries that he put out on the movies that i like and this happened to be one 
and then the Clerks documentary. Cool <laughs> well, I don't know why you would. Yeah, I mean, you always say you don't care about making movies and shit like that. So why the fuck? Now you, you know, especially now, if I know he's gonna be like calling me kid or whatever, <laughs> and not and not like in a cowboy way either. Yeah, like in a I cool think I would cowboy. <laughs> I'd probably punch him in the arm if he said that to me. <laughs> And he'd probably break it because he's not a big fat guy. Yeah, he's looking all brittle and shit. <clears throat> yep. So don't do that. You'll probably kill the fucking man. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why. That just rubbed me the wrong way. Because he, it, it come, he comes off a little up his own ass. Like, it's been a while since I, I've watched one of these. I think Clerks 2 was the last time I, uh, watch the documentaries for his shit or whatever comes off a little more up his own ass for sure but uh i still liked it it was uh both of them were good the clerks documentary uh talked about the animated series a little more so it's always good to get more talk or any information about the animated series because be cool was because quite frankly that's the best shit that he's ever done so I would say uh, if you're into uh, the clerk shit, definitely pick this uh, Blu-ray up because it is worth it. And the movie ain't half bad either. I would say it's about one third bad, but maybe that makes up for it. I don't know. We might get into that next week, Joe. It might be sitting right next besides Ola. We're all going to the World's Fair. (laughs) Who fucking knows? Well, we'll be talking about that one next week for sure. Mm, maybe twice. Tom, I flipped over to the old Disney Channel, Disney Plus, and I watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Now, Chip and Dale, the TV show, that's of your era, right? Yeah, but I was never into that or Tailspin or the Scrooge Show or whatever the fuck. Darkwind Duck. Yeah, I never gave a fuck about any of that shit. I was Hanna-Barbera in Marvel, so I had class. Well, Chip and Dale's Rescue Ranger is, uh, it makes them, like, hey, they were in this TV show back in the 90s or early 2000s or whenever that time was that this shit came out, and they had a falling out, so they haven't really talked to each other since, but now one of their co-stars from the show is in a bit of trouble. So they have to get together and help them out, like reunite, you know, put the band back together. And uh, this is a lot like Roger Rabbit in that it's it's played like that, like cartoons are real, they're in the world, they're doing shit. And so you get a lot of cameos of, uh, shit, I don't remember, Sonic, not Sonic, but dumb Sonic or something, the hedgehog thing. I don't know, I, didn't, I only played one of the Sonic games. Um, Baloo from uh, the Jungle Book he's in there you know he's a big uh, cartoon celebrity star and uh, <laughs> this is just a silly movie but it, it works it's fun you know it, it's uh, if I didn't have a whole lot of other shit on my list this probably would make my best of the year this is a surprisingly good year after the past three shit years of movies uh, there's a lot of good stuff and uh uh, 
this is not just a flick for kids. I think kids would enjoy it, but uh, but adults will get it. And it's not one of these things that's just entirely nostalgia fueled. You know, it doesn't. Uh, you know, it has that shit, but it doesn't rely on it totally. It's not like pounding you over the head, like, "Hey, remember this, huh? Huh, everybody, remember this?" It's uh, it's done really well. I enjoyed it, and I do recommend. I'm glad to hear that. I really am. <clears throat> I uh, I took uh, Screambox for a spin. This is uh, one of those Prime channels, I guess. It's a Shutter's competitor, mm-hmm. Screambox. And I watched a documentary that uh, I was look, trying to look for for maybe a year or so on and off. Just say, hey, is this anywhere yet? Is this anywhere yet? And then it finally popped up on there. So I uh, started my free trial, canceled it today, and watched the documentary Snapper. And uh, turns out it's only about 20 minutes and it's not about pussy it's about a killer turtle movie that never got made. Uh, it's all right if you like uh, movies about making movies, which you really don't show, but somebody yeah. out there might. Uh, it's a it's a good idea, you know. Uh, giant fucking turtle going around killing people. Why the fuck not? They did it with every other anime. But uh. Yeah, no one just wanted to put up the money for it, so they said, okay, we're not making the movie then. They did some test footage and, uh, you know, some production shit uh, to show you what it would look like to try and raise some money. No, couldn't get the money. Okay, bye. So let's That's it. <laughs> make a 20-minute documentary and try to get some money that way? No. <laughs> just letting you know that once these guys try to to make this movie about a giant killer turtle they couldn't raise the money maybe they thought their documentary was going to be able to you know support feature length but no <laughs> yeah I don't know man I wasn't expecting it to be just fucking 20 minutes and I thought there was going to be a little bit more to the story not really just, just couldn't raise the money nobody wanted to I mean, the stuff they did looked all right. They had like a little animatronic turtle and then like a big turtle head they built for the uh, test footage and all that stuff. A couple good kills. I mean, the footage looks like shit, but couldn't raise the money. Okay, bye. Hope you enjoyed my movie. (laughs) I guess. It's not really a movie, though. So, uh, and but then I... Well, you can't use it as an extra feature for anything either, right? Because they never made the feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can only release it to Screenbox streaming on Amazon, Box. I guess. <laughs> and then I watched a uh, movie called Pussy Cake. You ever heard that term before, Joe? I'm sure somebody said it, but, you know, it's not common vernacular where I can remember or pinpoint. I've never, I've never, and I have no idea why the fuck this movie was called that, besides it's the name of their band. But why would you name your band that? So, uh, I feminism. think... feminism. 
I guess. I guess, Joe. This is about a uh, female rock band, maybe Spanish, maybe Mexican, maybe they're speaking French. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they were speaking Spanish. And uh, this female rock band is uh, going to their manager's buddy's venue to perform a show there. But uh, some guy opened up a portal and it caused an interdimensional crab slug thing to get through. And now this crab slug is attaching itself to the back of people's heads and controlling them and uh, just making them puke cum down everybody's throats to incubate them to, uh, you know, grow their eggs and shit. A lot like aliens, but nothing gets caught on your face. It's literal zombies just puking cum down everybody's throat. That's about it. <laughs> At least it was feature length. <laughs> was this also on the Screambox app? This was. Yep. This sure was. This was another another Screambox original. So, like you flip through there, like what do they have? Anything uh, on the or... <clears throat> No, not really. I remember the Changeling. They had periphery or two. Which, I mean, I guess that's a big one, but I got no interest in that. Uh, let me see if there's any more on here. That, oh, yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Let me just keep my finger on it. But uh, trying to think of what else. Nothing really fucking stuck out. Stuck out. Stuck out. You see, that's the word. Uh, just like, uh, what's the other one? Shutter? Yeah. It's like all the fucking stuff that I would watch on there, I already have on the fucking shelf. So, what the fuck? I don't get, I don't need this. So it's a lot of that. Uh, I don't know, five bucks. If you watch a lot of streaming shit, I don't. It's mostly stuff I watch in the shop. I would say, give it a shot. They're giving you a seven-day free trial. I mean, you can fucking go and peruse the shit to see, but, I mean, just like fucking the other one, Shudder, it's just a lot of shit you will probably already have if you're an old fucking man and still have a physical media collection. <laughs> if you're a young whippersnapper, then maybe add that shit because that's how you collect your movies, but... I also watched one more, Joe, because I wanted to give this give this service a fair a fair shot. So I watched a movie that was recommended to me called All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. Have you heard of this, Joe? I have not heard of this one. Well, this one is about people getting fucked up on Earth. They snort them, they eat them, they cut their fucking arm open and lay a worm in it, and that gets them fucked up. It's uh, it's a goddamn piece of shit, Joe. It's the longest movie I've fucking ever seen in my fucking life, and it was only an hour and nine minutes long. 
Ah, oh, fuck. A whole bunch of, a whole bunch of nonsense. It's just supposed to be gross out bullshit cause they're worms or whatever. I mean that fucking Ted B. Mickles dude, he already did the shit with the worm eaters. This is nothing new. Uh, who gives a fuck? Definitely making a list. They had some fucking monster type creature stuff in there, which was okay. I can commend them for that, but the rest of it was just fucking, just hipster fucking garbage. You can tell this was made by a bunch of fucking dildos with the fucking, you hipsters, you know. It's fucking, it's shit. It is shit, shit, shit. Uh, I'm all for people, you know, wanting to make the movie that they want to make and doing their own thing. But this, this, this was just sucks. It was just nonsense and weird garbage for the sake of weird garbage. And there's this fucking big fat guy and he's like orders this baby doll and he's taking care of it like it's his baby. And then he fucking pours milk in his mouth and has sex with it. It's just like, okay, this is, I mean, unfortunately, stuff we've seen in movies and shit before. But it's just, it's just garbage nonsense. So who was that recommended this to you? I mean, why don't you just call them out I don't them want to. themselves right now? I'd rather not. He's a fine gentleman. <laughs> but yeah, this was... This was a piece of shit. But I'll tell you this, I'll never listen to the fucking Steve <laughs> Miller band again. That's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, we'll talk about this one again next week for sure. So if you need something to fill out the bad list, maybe give this one a watch. Uh, I think I got the bad list already. Well, I mean, I got both lists, I guess. But... This next one is more than likely going to make a list. I got to look. I got to see, what, you know, because we're narrowing them down to three, right? So that kind of makes it five a Five and we got five for each and then three honorable mentions for okay, each. Okay, so eight. Yeah, that, that'll work. Uh, this movie is called Duel. Like Duel. Like two. Like two people. Duel. Uh, this is a set in the future but it's not like hey there's spaceships and fucking jetpacks and everything everything looks the same but it's the future you know and in the future if uh you're diagnosed with a terminal illness you have the option to get cloned if you got the money for it and you can finance it and your clone will be with you until the uh time of your death though so it can learn the your mannerisms and all that and it can be there for your family, you know, to help the family with the grieving process. And I was like, hey, you know, they're still here. They're still with us. All right, so, let me ask you a question or two. One, wouldn't the clone get the same fucking disease because it's cloned from the same genetic material? No, the clone's a little healthier than you are. It's in better shape, for sure. So why wouldn't they take the organs or the pieces from the clone to fix the first, the regular, the real person? 
if they can do cloning and shit because that would mess up this person's psyche it would fuck their brain up and they would just want to eat worms sometimes you just have to life gets you down and you gotta fucking stick some worms back up your asshole because they're trying to escape so this lady it turns out her terminal illness was like hey you know you're not dying after all so it'd been like 10 weeks the clone had been there a while and the clone decides hey i don't want to die and you know takes the person to court which they can do and what they do then is they make the two the clone and the original have a duel d-u-e-l to the death and the one that survives gets to live the life out as that person and this movie's really funny uh but it's not like <laughs> you know it's just like hey that's fucked up you know that kind of funny uh i like it i liked it a whole lot i would recommend this everybody anthony and all the rest of you people on the chat right now watch this it is on hulu if you have that app it's not uh it's worth the rent you know a lot of people don't rent movies from the streaming services i sure don't but uh i'd say this one's worth it if you do that kind of thing cool i'll be talking about it more next week ah so i watched a movie uh, that I said I was going to watch this week and it's Guar this means war it was pretty good Joe I liked it a lot uh, if we would have talked about it maybe the day after or the day that I saw it I'd be like god damn it Joe this documentary was spectacular and it was fucking amazing and it's definitely going to make my best of the year list but uh, after time goes on, thinking about it, it's still pretty good. But, you know, it didn't make me want to go listen to any of their music or check out the movies that they made that they were talking about in it. I just like seeing all the shit getting made and, you know, like the behind the scenes of making stuff. Because as we talked about, I'm a fan of documentaries about making movies and making stuff. But, uh... It had a it had a decent story. Uh, I don't really know much about Guar, so I mean all the stuff and all the rotating members and everything that was interesting. Uh, it made me appreciate what I did, what I do with AXE more. So uh, like to actually see a visualization of that, like somebody else doing it. In a, in other medium, I guess, it's just because I'm just there doing it all day. It's what I do, you know, it's just kind of, yep, just wake up, do this, go to sleep, wake up, do this. But to actually, like, see it on screen represented with somebody else doing it, it's like, hey, that's kind of cool. So it made me just, hey, take a minute to enjoy it. All right, now back to work, you fat fuck. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I can say, uh... <clears throat> I don't care too much for uh, the dude who uh, was like the one of the original members who left. I don't want to say the hillbilly guy, but you know the accent. 
and everything. He came off pretty unlikable. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know, it was, I can understand. It was like his shit that he started, kind of, like the art stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's a it's a sticky situation. I could understand where he's coming from and his, all that. But he just came out as, or came out, came off as pretty unlikable. Everybody else seemed like, you know, pretty decent, cool people. But uh, yeah, it didn't make me want to fucking listen to any of their music or uh, uh, check out their movies. I think the big fat guy who came back to be the singer after the uh, lead singer died, I think that's a better sound, but Mm -hmm. that's just me. But I'm not going to listen to that fucking either, so whatever. I'd say it's definitely worth a watch and shit, and if uh, we were doing a top ten with honorable mentions, it would probably make it. But uh, I think there's there's better documentaries that I like this year, so we'll see. But uh, when the D, not DVD, but Blu-ray comes out, I will probably pick it up because that'll be a good one to repeat with background noise in the shop or what have you. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I knew the if you were going to like it, for what reason, you know, it, it was like uh, the work that goes behind it because they're not just a band. They're a uh, they're a show, you know, they're a, uh, a performance piece. You know, they're out there doing these characters and somebody has to put all that shit together for them, you know, or or else they're just guys out there, you know, playing in a band. So And a lady. And a lady, yeah. Well she's not part of it anymore. So uh, power me. Yeah. Don't you go overdose too lady. Get it together. Um Yeah. Hey. Alright, but you know, I mean you overdose I don't have much pity for that. Sorry. So yeah, Tom, I, no. I don't know. Uh People, people like drugs. Yeah. Sad you know. people love drugs. I don't know. I don't know what the. Everyone's different. Just uh, don't try not to hurt anybody else. Right. Uh, I watched a movie called The Outfit. And this is about a tailor, but he doesn't call himself a tailor, Tom. He's real uppity about it. He calls himself a cutter. There's a, I guess, a differentiation of it if you're English. But he's a tailor. He makes suits or he makes outfits, hence the name of the movie, The Outfit. Now, his tailor shop, it's got a box there, you know, a little metal lock box. And guys come in and put like little envelopes in it, you know, on the <laughs> Check so, yes or no. <laughs> so it is a drop box for the mob, Tom, or as you like to call them the outfit so again <laughs> you have a double meaning in the thing in the title of the movie Tom. And, uh, one night the outfit finds out that there is a mole in their organization somebody's been ratting them out to the cia tom and they're gonna try to find out who it is and so hostility ensues in the in the shop and it's all done in the same location so it has the feel of a of a stage play 
but it's really good. The acting is really good, but this is a movie that uh, you're only going to watch once, you know, because after you know what goes on, and it, it becomes fairly obvious as the movie rolls along. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a one watch. Worth a watch, but just <laughs> once. I believe I also watched this one on Hulu. And I think the guy, shit, I forgot his name, the guy that's playing the lead, he will definitely be nominated for an Academy Award. His performance is, is outstanding. Uh, everybody's was, but man, he, he was something else. So kudos to you, Englishman. Kudos to you. How is his accent? It's a bit like this tone. You know, it's not a very pronounced British accent, but you still know he's British. Remember that time Niles the butler admitted to being a fucking drunk to you? Niles, but whenever you say Niles, I think of fucking Frasier. Oh, that's unfortunate. Should have got this that was... guy to call. <laughs> yeah, I think he would have been a little more. He would have been expensive, yeah. <laughs> But no, I appreciate the Niles the Butler. That was a very kind gesture. And I have, <laughs> Niles, I would like you to know that I have cut back a wee bit <laughs> on the drinking. Unfortunately, he has not. Mm. <laughs> Sitting in the ghetto thinking about how no, Tom. I... Uh, Anthony, this is this wasn't a uh, A24 film, but I think like two or three of the movies I noticed had the same production company that I watched this week. It was like RJ, RJLE. Yeah, and I'm noticing a, uh, AMC company. They're, they're the ones who own Shutter. So okay, there you go. Well, I'm liking a lot of shit that they're putting out. They are my A24. Tom's A24 is actually the real. <laughs> well, I mean, you do love Shudder, and you watch all the slop they trot you. So I've been I mean, uh, going to new appreciation for Shudder, because <laughs> unlike what you were saying, like, oh, it's just the shit you have on your shelf. No, they've got a lot of new content out there. Yeah. Not all of it's good, but uh, <laughs> a lot of the stuff I'm watching it, you know, I'm going in uh, forewarned by reading the plot synopsis. I'm not just turning shit on like I used to and getting all fucking pissed off after an hour and a half. Uh, so I'm trying to watch stuff that I think I'll have an interest in. And uh, a lot of the times this year it's worked out for me. I'm glad to hear that. Did you watch anything be... else, Tom? I did. I watched a movie called Triangle of Sadness. Have you heard of this? This one I have heard of. I don't it's think anyone about it. It's on a lot of the best of the year. That's where I've heard of it. It's on a lot of the best of the year lists. Mm -hmm. From assholes like Esquire. <laughs> Woman's Day. And, you know, some random shit. Why does Woman's Day have a, a best of movies list? The women what? go to the movies too, Joe. What? Not in some countries. They're not allowed. They'll have their fucking feet cut off for trying that shit. Women don't need no feet. Mm. 
Well, the chains have to be locked to the refrigerator somewhere. And this is the movie? No. Or you're just talking about women as you usually In, in general. Because, right. uh, oh no. So this movie, Triangle of Sadness, is uh, like a, a mockery. I guess you would call it a satire. That would be the word for it. Leather lampooning rich people and models and influencers. And it's uh, kind of looking at your status in life. And what would it be like if you were the peasant and now the peasant was the leader? and shit like that it has some really fucking funny shit in it like there's a scene where everybody gets fucking food poisoning and they're just shitting and pissing all over on this yacht and this old lady goes back to her room to fucking shit and piss in private and they're having really bad turbulence on the high seas and since everybody's just so sick with this food poisoning, they're all using the bathrooms at the same time and their septic system can't handle it. So this fucking old lady's knocked off the fucking toilet, mid-diarrhea, all the fucking shit water and shit spilling up, getting on everybody. And as the fucking boat shakes, she's just like sliding around in it, half naked, puking on herself, shitting on herself. It's fucking ridiculous in that uh, they spent so much fucking money to make this thing happen. Because this isn't like some fucking backyard trauma movie or anything. This is like millions and millions and millions of dollars made for this fucking movie. But, uh, you know, and like two hours and a half long. So that just brings a lot of it to a halt because it's so fucking long. If you could have chopped out like a fucking hour and just put all the fucking funny shit together. I get what they're doing and telling it in parts and shit, but it's but a, Tom it's a just little... wants a shit and fart joke compilation. I mean, that's that's the best part, the most funny part in the movie. And I think every, anybody who would say, watch this movie, they're telling you to watch it for that, like, 20 minutes or so. It's a, it's a fucking long-ass scene. But, uh, and then the fucking captain and his uh, dude he's drinking with the whole time. Like, they just make it worse. I mean, it's fucking, it's funny and it's worth a watch but it's so fucking long and it's not gonna make the fucking best my top movies of the year list but uh maybe if it was a little shorter but shit i guess they could have chopped off like the whole first act where you're just getting to know this male model and his influencer girlfriend like maybe have that for five minutes instead of the fucking 25 30 minutes that it fucking was that probably would have helped but uh yeah there's definitely funny shit in it it's just too fucking long a hundred percent though watch it for that fucking captain's dinner scene because it's good shit and it all fucking stems from because uh they're like playing on the service industry 
They're like, no matter what happens, just say yes to the fucking customer. Like, because the, the yacht workers, the guests on the boat, this is like a fucking yacht for million billionaires and shit. So they're just like, whatever they ask for, drugs, head, whatever, just fucking say yes and you'll probably get a big tip at the end. So this fucking old drunk lady, she's just like, you know, you should talk like this too, Moosh Moosh. She says, hey, now you come in the pool and you swim, you be me, you relax and enjoy the moment. So uh, she fucking says, I want all the workers on the boat to fucking go for a swim. So all the workers leave, even the people in the kitchen. The guy in the kitchen's like, hey, if this happens, the food's going to be fucked. And she's like, well, that's what she wants. So everybody shit and pisses all over the place just because this old drunk lady wanted to be amused by seeing, like, all the fucking workers <laughs> fucking entertain her and shit. It's funny, but goddamn is it long-winded, like, me talking about this shit. So, Joe, I would recommend it, but, uh... It's fucking long. <laughs> well, Tom, do you know what a uh, nocebo is? I do. I didn't. <laughs> I had to look that shit up. You know what it is? It's exactly what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew what a placebo was, but had no idea what a nocebo is. So what this is, for those of you who don't know, it's a movie. It's a, a folk horror movie. So Tom sent me a text. Hey, you should watch this movie, Nocebo. I just watched it on the screen box. And I think... <laughs> so I said, well, let me look it up. And, uh, alright, this is not streaming anywhere, so maybe I'll rent it, you know? I'm saving like 40 bucks a week, I think, by not drinking as much as I used to. And gas. So, yeah. So maybe I should like at least rent a movie a week, you know, that it's not streaming anywhere so I can keep up with the kids, you know, as Kevin. All right, yeah. Uh, so I can be hip, you know, and with it for the new stuff. Um, I hadn't heard of this movie at all. And, uh, Eva Green is a pretty popular actress, and this is not a, a big movie, but uh, Tom was right. I liked it. I liked this flick. I don't think I liked it enough to make a list. Uh, probably any other year, it would have been close to the top of the list, but this year, there's too much competition. This is like about Rescue Ranger. a lady that's got severe, severe like stress and... Uh, panic attacks and shit like that and she, she's a fashion designer for kids clothing and then all of a sudden this little Filipino lady shows up at her door and says I, I am going to be uh, the nanny and so she was hired to be a nanny but uh, Eva Green she don't remember that shit she's got panic attacks all the time she's got a smart ass daughter to deal with and the dick of a husband so the nanny comes in but we find out later that the nanny's kind of like a Filipino witch doctor lady. And she's going to help her with her panic attacks and all that. But she's got an ulterior motive, Tom. And, uh... 
Well, fuck. I mean, that's all we do is spoilers on this show. So if you don't want to hear it, just like fast forward to see me shut the fuck up and Tom starts rattling on about something. But uh, with that in mind, forewarned, we learn more and more that the that the Eva Green character was like a business owner. She was already having clothes made in the Philippines. If you know anything about that, they got sweatshops, you know, they go in there, they make t-shirts, you know, for <laughs> small companies or whatever. But uh, there was a tragedy, there was a fire. And that lady, that one witch doctor lady, she worked there. And her child was there, happened to be there that day. And her child burned up in an accident because what they do is they lock them in locking you in so you won't leave you know off the clock and shit like that she's there to get revenge on eva green she does and uh this is a good movie it's it's very compelling uh i dug it i don't know shit really (laughs) about uh about the filipino superstitions or you know shit like that i think i've seen one filipino horror movie called aswang that was pretty good. Uh, this is good. I'll watch this again. Uh, I would recommend, like I said, it's not streaming anywhere yet. You can rent it for like six bucks, which is what I did. And uh, yeah, thanks, Tom, for the recommendation. You're right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, the cigarette ash skeleton thing looked kind of cool, but other than that, I had I had no interest in this. I just go around listening to a lot of reviews and shit. And I was just like, yeah, that seems right up Joe's alley there. So I'm sure this is something he doesn't know about. So there you go. There you go. Ah, bah, 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 bah. I watched a movie called Where Dear Joe. This is a uh, Christmas-themed horror movie. I've been told to watch this one. This is a uh, Christmas-themed horror movie about a gentleman and his girlfriend going back home to uh, North Carolina for Christmas. He moved to the big city of Chi-Town, Illinois. And now he's uh, going back to North Carolina where... uh, all the cousins are getting together for Christmas because the uh, parents went to Florida. They got roped into a timeshare or something. So uh, the uh, girlfriend gets bit by a CGI deer. She turns into a were deer, which looks surprisingly close to the uh, cover art. And that doesn't happen much. So that was actually nice to see. And then uh, the rest of the movie is the were-deer pawing at the cousins and uh, killing them. Uh, it's a lot of this with deer gloves and CGI blood. There's one where the deer goes in the guy's neck rips open kind of a little bit that was probably the best effect but uh it's a lot of a lady in a deer mask going like a cat paw and a little mouse toy you hang above it so 
just a guess here, but I'm guessing when these pawing attacks are happening that the deer is making some kind of noise. No, I don't think so. Oh, Not that I really remember. To give us that noise <laughs> so I could know what a pawing weird deer would sound No, like. I mean, it's like a lot of... CGI, like pretty bad CGI blood splatters. This is definitely not one for you, Joe. This was is, a CGI uh, deer as bad as uh, the deer in the ring, too? I don't know. I would say it's on par with the deer and cheese balls. So. I thought that was real. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is definitely not for you. Uh, it needed more for me. It wasn't bad, per se, for a no-budget backyard movie. The mask looked surprisingly good for a no-budget backyard movie. So did the pause, but it was a little too tame, and if the gore effects were a little better, like, uh, it was played a little too safe, maybe, but, I mean, a lot of people are checking this out, so, I mean, I guess it worked. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't like these no-budget backyard movies, so definitely, definitely not for you. But if you do, I would say definitely give this one a shot. You might like it. I just, uh, I need just a little more if I'm going to watch a movie made for, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I need you to throw some interesting or some kind of more entertaining wild shit at me than just a pretty a pretty standard movie with I guess kind of a silly premise that you know it just it gets old pretty quick because like I said it's just but yeah Joe I would say you're not gonna well I've got other shit that I need to watch before next week anyway, so I'll pass on that. Like Morbius. Yes, Morbius. <laughs> and Pino Gio. Mm. And uh, Menu. I need to watch Menu. Mm. Is that that animated one? No, The Menu. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, Tom, I finished watching Feud. And this is a TV show about making a movie. And this is about uh, the rivalry between Betty Davis and Joe Crawford that was a result of working together on that movie. And uh, you got Susan Sarandon playing Betty Davis and Jessica Lange playing Joan Crawford. And they're both fucking incredible. And if they're great. And if that wasn't enough to kick you on your ass, you also got Joe Montaigne. Not Joe Montana, fuck that guy. You got Alfred Molina on there. I'm sorry, Alfie, that I confused you with that piece of shit, Joe Montana. Oh. He's your favorite actor of all time, too. And uh, you got Stanley Tucci in there, and I'm not always a fan of that guy, but he's pretty good in this. And uh, there's some other cameos. But, you know, if you like learning the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, some of the stuff that happens on movies, which I know that's not for everybody, <laughs> but uh, but I did enjoy this series quite a bit. It's, uh, 
it's pretty funny the way these two hags just fucking hated each other and would do everything just to fuck over the other one. And, uh, and the sad life that they had as they grew older and Hollywood kicked them to the can because you're women. You know, we don't want old women in our movies. You know, old men, that's okay. We can still find a role for you. You know, you old women, once your looks are gone, that's it. Get to stepping. Uh, good good show. Good show. I think it's like uh, eight or ten episodes long. And it is also on the Hulu. Mm. Yes, I got one more. Astonishing Tales of Terror, colon, Rock the Pussy, apostrophe. Have you heard of this one, Joe? I have not heard of this one, Tom. It's a, uh, it's about a news reporter. Sounds like a Screenbox original. It is not. Uh, I couldn't find a lot of information on this fucking thing. And, uh, half the information I did... It was like uh, all Hindi shit and written in whatever their fucking Arabic fucking shit is, but this was like a multi-racial cast and none of them looked like really Arab. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. And I'm pretty sure that I seen some something about this was shot in Canada. I is don't a know. a doctor on a boat for like... 10 minutes no driving his boat around no okay this is like a uh, action horror comedy uh not a really high budget in the low budget like when people used to say oh it's a it's a b picture and you know now that's something somebody shot in their backyard but this is like a step above that the, uh, the sets and everything were good, but uh, let's let's get to what it was about. Let's slow down and get yeah, to what get this a little fucking... excited, Tom. <laughs> oh, those fucking sets. Because I uh, mentioned Hitler's girl, and you were like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Old Harry. What? <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, uh, this is about a, a news reporter who uh, goes and I don't I forget what the fuck she's even going to investigate or report on. Some company's doing something in a cave and it turns out there's a giant octopus monster probably not Cthulhu down there and uh, women are being sacrificed to it. I mean, they focus a lot on the lead reporter's tits and then surprisingly they show them and that's about the only thing worth a fuck about this movie I don't know if uh, they specifically cast her because of her chest but the surgeon did a good job Joe it uh it was very Molina-esque if you've ever seen those uh, more recent uh, renderings or whatever they're called from the new Mortal Kombat game where Melina has just like perfectly round globes on her chest 
and just wearing pretty much nothing that was kind of like the costume and shit that they had her in but everything else of the movie is just kind of just average standard stuff nothing really great but uh I, I mean if you like if you like tits scrub the scrub the movie to check them out I guess but other than that nothing's nothing's really happening and this didn't seem like that kind of movie where they would actually show this naked lady at the end because it was a little too tame and kind of fucking corny it's the kind you of made one it to the end, is what you're telling us though yeah i i kept watching it wasn't so bad it's like oh i gotta turn it off but it was just kind of boring and average and standard and I was just surprised that that happened in this movie because at the beginning of it, I was just like, yeah, this seems like one of those tame movies. I kind of got like a Stan Helsing type vibe from it, kind of like Fido-ish, where it's like lighthearted, more like, I don't, it's, it's hard to explain because I'm a goddamn fucking imbecile. But uh, the tone just didn't reflect the nudity in it. I was very surprised when that happened. But I was like, hey, at least there's something. Yeah. Good, good for good for that. And that has helped carry a lot of movies. You know, a lot of movies that people consider classics are carried <laughs> along by a pair of tits. So, Tom, I watched a, another film. This is the last one. Um... This is on a lot of top ten lists, um, you know, for like magazines like Esquire or Woman's Day or Cosmopolitan. And this is called Emily the Criminal. And this stars a woman named Aubrey Plaza, which is an odd name. It's kind of odd, name. but uh, it seems when I posted about this. Uh, movie that a lot of my friends are enamored with this young lady and uh, I'll say that she is not ugly but she's just like okay she's not like a fucking you know knockout that you fucking drool over she's just kind of kind of average she kinda. played like a goofy broad on uh, the office or one yeah, I never really shows. watched The Office, so... Yeah, but I, that's where that comes from. Okay. They like goofy broads, so. I mean, if... I... It's hard to explain, because I've never seen the show. But, I mean, I know what you're fucking talking about. Uh, there's a meme, again, with the fucking memes out there, that kind of sums it up. It's like, ooh, that's gross, I love it. Like, that's her thing yeah. from okay. the show. So, like I'm saying, goofy broad. You get what I'm saying? She's kind of, like I said, she's not ugly. But she's got some, like, chipmunk cheeks or something that's, you know, kind of odd. But uh, in this movie, she's a a woman that uh, can't The goofy good. broad. She can't get a regular job, a good paying job. You know, she's, she's delivering food. For some company, you know, they get orders, they put the food together, or they'll cater like a, a business meeting or something. But she wants a real job. You know? She's uh, she went to school 
to be a, an art major so she could do design shit or whatever. First her mistake. But then she got a uh, criminal record. She got an assault charge. So that's preventing her from getting a job. Every time she goes in for an interview, this uh, assault charge comes out. Like, fuck, what's a girl to do, Tom? She turns to a life of crime. You know, if this guy says, hey, call this number, you can can earn 200 bucks real quick. She says, well, what the fuck? What would I be doing? She goes to this meeting, and it looks like it's going to be like a... like uh, one of those ships where you sell Amway or whatever. But what they're doing is like they're issuing these people credit cards, making them a fake ID. And it's like, you're going to go in this store. You're going to buy a TV. You're going to come out, give it to us. We're going to give you 200 bucks. So she does that. And then she's like wanting to do more and more and make more money. And uh, life of crime, Tom, it has consequences, you know? Things start to go bad for her, and and it's an okay movie. It, it's not bad. It's not gonna make my list for sure. You know, I don't write for fucking Esquire. <laughs> or Cosmo. however, you do write for Women's Daily. Yeah. <laughs> Little known fact: <laughs> the Women's Journal. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a decent crime flick it's a uh, it's kind of depressing because it's like all right you, you know you should have just opened a t-shirt shop or something and then you know you'd still be miserable but uh yeah i mean it's it's another one that <laughs> i've watched it and i'll never watch it again you know it's just a decent flick i guess if you're into this chick uh watch it mm-hmm she doesn't wear a bra through a lot of the movie. It's because she can't. She can't afford one. Right? She, yeah. Because no bras one aren't cheap. Her. I don't think. I don't know. You never bought a bra with those big luscious tits you got there. Well, Shit. Not yet. I'm well, pre-breasting, as they call it. Start kicking them soon if you don't. <laughs> that's all I watched. Huh? Yeah, I think. Uh, Which is quite a few. Yep, same here. I think that's it. We've been rambling on for an hour and twenty minutes, just yeah. with the first segment, the first two segments of Shows the. Shows have gotten pretty season. long lately. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back in the day when you try and keep them at an hour. Right. We had trouble doing that. What do we do now? Oh, yeah. My bad. Here it comes. Here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's wrap this up. Ravager. Ravager. Let's close out the series. The franchise with Ravager. Uh, hey, wait, Joe. Let me stop you quick. Since I'm not wearing sleeves and we can get this silly shit out of the way. Looks just like him, right? It does. It does. Spitting image. Mm-hmm. One time on set, 
a uh, an Asian woman asked if that was my grandmother. <laughs> Did you say yes? I said, "Oh no, it's it's this." My grandmother loved to wear suits. <laughs> yep. She was Hopefully. a trailblazer <laughs> and a lesbian. Mm. One of these days, I'll uh, make friends with somebody who fits tattoos for me. But <laughs> hasn't happened yet. So. One of these days. Let's see. Let's see if I can remember what this one's about because I've tried to put it out of my mind. Okay, old Reggie, he's on the road, again, still, whatever, but he's not on the road, he's in a nursing home, and uh, they're trying to tell him, no, Reggie, this was all bullshit in your head, and, fuck, I don't even remember, this one sucked, this was just not fucking good. Yeah, uh... This was, uh, this started out as a Phantasm web series that the, uh, the old gang was gonna do since everybody was still around and, you know, like simple projects you think that are gonna be easy to do and, uh, it ends up taking you ten years to finish and you end up making a, making a movie out of it. Uh, this one is not directed by Don Cascarelli. And you this can is, tell. Yep. Uh, this is not shot on film. You this can looks, tell. <laughs> this looks very digital. Uh, the CGI is plentiful and not not very, very well done. We have a scene... All. That's straight out of an early 2000s video game where we're going through this post-apocalyptic world and it looks like fucking garbage. Yes. Uh, maybe back then, if that was a cutscene in your video game, you'd have thought, yeah, that wasn't too bad. But we've already seen three and a half good movies. So this looks like horrendous horseshit in this. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this probably has the most ambitious script out of all five, and it has the least amount of money, and it's just, uh, it's, it's very weird from what I remember, it was uh, the director who's not Don Cascarelli. I want to say fucking Butch Hartman, but that's the motherfucker who made Fairly Odd Parents. So it's not him, and it's not Fred Hartman, because that's the fucking bridge in Baytown. But it's something Hartman, I'm pretty fucking sure. Phil. And Phil, <laughs> he, he directed this from the bottom of a pool. That's why it looks the way it does. <laughs> uh, from what I remember, the director convinced Cascarelli that they can do all this stuff because of CG. And they'll be able to do it because of that. And it just, it doesn't work. It really does 
look like uh, somebody tried to make Avengers Endgame like this big epic on a Polonia Brothers backyard movie budget. I mean, they try, but you, you fucking, you look at Phantasm 2, and then you look at this one, mm-hmm. and it's like, how? Well, like, I mean, see, even the last one, even uh, Oblivion, okay, it, not, like I said, it wasn't bad, I liked half of the movie, but you had Coscarelli directing it who knows the limitations of the budget he has and he's stuck within that it's like this guy it was a it, it, I, I said it reminded me of a fan film by somebody that obviously loves the franchise but doesn't know how to make a movie and is just too over ambitious you know it's like yeah, you know, it's gonna be huge, it's gonna have everything, we're gonna have a world of fucking sentries out there, uh, that... It didn't work. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a point in this movie where you're supposed to get fucking, you know, choked up, and maybe even shed a tear, because, uh, you've been, you've been following these characters through fucking what is it 50 years at this point you've been following these characters through 50 years of story and then uh reggie finally dies at the end surrounded by jody and mike in a fucking hospital bed in a plain fucking room with just nothing going on looking so fucking cheap Reggie's trying to fucking act his ass off, but there's no emotion that you feel just because everything just looks so bad. And what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, there was no build up to that, you know, to where you were going to care. I mean, you kind of want him to hurry up and die so this movie can fucking finish. Like, I fucking, I think this week was the third time. I've watched Clerks 3, and every time Dante dies, I'm just like, fucking damn it. I felt fucking nothing watching this back again when Reggie died. Uh, It's, man, such a fucking disappointment. (laughs) Part 4 didn't end like, oh yeah, that's the best satisfying conclusion ever for a series. But I mean, in the world of Phantasm, that's the best way you can end it. Shit loops around another dimension. It's going to keep going on, keep going on. It's never over, motherfucker. And then this one, they just hit you with that post-apocalyptic bullshit. And it's uh, it's uh, very, very disappointing. Fuck. I'm, like, this is the first time you've seen it. This right. is my second time. It's not as shockingly bad no, as I'm... the first time I've seen it. But for you, I'm sure you're sitting there like... What? There will be no second time for me. Yeah. I'll never watch this again. And to make matters worse, even though uh, Reggie's death scene was like, who gives a fuck? Uh, they even fucking 
shit on over that by having a like a, a scene after that with the midget, you know, and some comic relief going on there, which was just stupid. Who cares about this guy? He's not, you know, a part of this franchise that you give a shit what, you know, he's going to be walking around the wastelands with one arm or whatever. Dumb, dumb movie. Yeah, uh, the fuck, a lot of shit hurts it. I was going to say the CGI really hurts it, but a lot of shit really hurts it. Fucking God damn, you would think in these 50 years Michael Baldwin would learn to fucking act or do something, but somehow this is like the worst he's been in these fucking movies. Yeah, he doesn't... None of his lines come off as true. They don't sound believable at all. He doesn't look believable when he's reading them. It's like he just got the script 30 minutes beforehand or something. And maybe that's the case, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I wish I'd never watched it. <laughs> uh, Re- Reggie's good in it. Like uh, he looks like you know he's. Suffering. He's trying. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying to make something out of this turd. You can like when he's supposed to have dementia, he mm-hmm. looks like if you've ever had anybody that you've seen who has like Alzheimer's and dementia, you can see it in their eyes and his face. And he was acting pretty good. And then you come to realize, oh shit, he actually has this going on. That's why it looks good. And so, I mean, that's sad, but uh, I mean, it, this took so long to make, who knows what was where and what was recorded when. Yeah. or whatever but uh I mean, he does the best he fucking can he's probably the best thing about this movie besides the tall man i mean this shit his shit was shot a day before he died yeah he's, some fucking, he's looking he's yeah. looking really rough in this it was a uh, again you shouldn't have made this movie you know it doesn't it doesn't send him off well either you know he doesn't look menacing uh, he's briefly used, thankfully. So, yeah, it was a shitty send-off uh, for that actor and that this uh, character. But even Reggie, like I said in last week, you know, in, in, uh, I didn't really care for Reggie's story arc uh, in Oblivion, so this movie is pretty much all him. Uh, so, I didn't really care. I didn't really care. And the fact that it was so bad... Yeah, I cared even less. Um, maybe, maybe watch this one and have a responsible drinking game if you were of legal age and taking assumed amount of alcohol every time Reggie's hair color changes. Take a shot every time <laughs> you get mad at something. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, we don't condone suicide unless it's our own. <laughs> You have to make your own decisions in this mm-hmm. one. But yeah, what a what a goddamn disappointment this was. Fucking Yeah, I uh I we definitely talked about it when it first came out, so maybe I'll dig up that review and 
Probably not. I don't want to edit a video with that yeah. old review for Phantasm Ravager. But hey, maybe go through the archives and find out the uh, release date of Phantasm Ravager. Because I'm sure I went to the store and picked that fucking Blu-ray up that day and watched it and was severely fucking disappointed. But uh, shit, we had a we had a good run there for yeah, a while. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say it, it is definitely uh, aside from this movie and half of the last one, one of the better horror franchises out there. I would, you know, it doesn't even uh, pass that first movie. They're not really horror; they're more like in the science fiction vein. And uh, and I like them, you know, I like. Uh, the first three are, are really good movies, and the the fourth one is half a good movie, a half a really good movie. But yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would recommend them and say if you watched all four, you gotta you gotta kind of watch five, but get ready to be in be in some shit. I would mm-hmm. fucking maybe. In however many years, if I'm still around, I'll fucking watch the old 8K restoration mind chip Neuralink or whatever the fuck. The immersion. But yeah. But uh, man. Even the score, fucking... even the score, they fucked up. You yeah, know, they try and hip it up and. Yeah, that wonderful music. They try to throw in a, a synthesizer orchestra. God, it sounds awful. Really fucked this one up, Butch Hartman. You really fucked this one up. But uh, next week we're gonna do the uh, Jack Frost one and two. Maybe, maybe I got a lot of shit going on this week, but I do own the DVD, so chances are a lot higher now. But maybe I'll even take time to rewatch that Michael Keaton. So uh, we'll see, but next week we'll do both Jack Frost movies and Joe may or may not tell you what uh, we're going to start out the new year with. So tune in for that for our very special holiday episode, Joe, complete with something you requested, a holiday overlay. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. Oh! Giant-sized Spider-Mans, which should be called giant-sized Marvel Team-Up. Marvel Team-Up this same month happened to be Spider-Mans teaming up with the Falcon because there is a villain called Midas. He wears a gold costume, Tom, that is made of drug that will make black people fight with each other to kill each other because he wants to get rid of all the blacks in Manhattan. Crack don't smoke itself, Joe. Luckily, he's stopped by Spider-Man's and the Falcon. But we've got Marvel t- Mar- giant-sized <laughs> Spider-Man's number three. And this is Spider-Man's not teaming up with Doc Savage, who is a pulp character that I know very little, if anything, about. And after reading this, 
I could give a shit about that character. <laughs> I don't need to know anything about him. Because this issue... I don't even understand what the fuck was going on. This plot is so muddled. <laughs> Spider-Man's is summoned by some chick. Morris Code. Is kind, but with Morris Code, she's from another dimension. But no, summoned Morris. by Morris Code. Yeah, and uh, she wears a diamond to cover up her tits and her snatch. She's silver skinned, Joe. Yeah, so. She's being attacked by some giant radiation monster guy. Energy spirit man. I don't know. I'll say this. I like the look of it with the heavy outlines and the two colors. But I mean, I kind (laughs) of like that. As you can see by that guy in the background. Yeah. I kind of like that simple. Um, But in the past, she tried to stop him before or did stop this guy. With the help of Doc Savage, the, the help of Edgar Allan Poe, and his cronies, trapped this guy in a wall. Yeah, they trapped him in a wall, <laughs> and uh, man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this issue. This is just dumb, and it's it's <laughs> another shit. You charged people extra, like an extra quarter, to read this shit. It's, sucks. The, and Ross Andrew, who I said is one of my least favorite Marvel artists, I, you know, he was on the payroll, he'd come in and knock out an issue for him when they were in a pinch, but his art, it's got nothing to it. It's very mediocre, but uh, I guess you have to have a good story, maybe to to pump up your artistic uh, uh, flair or whatever, but yeah, this sucks. This Totally, totally fucking sucks. I don't know how many more giant-sized Spider-Mans they made. Maybe, I think, hopefully only five. But, yeah. I mean, so he didn't even meet Doc Savage. <laughs> it's kind of like the fucking one with Dracula, where they bump into each other on the boat, and that's their meeting. Uh, this is even less from that. You know, Spider-Man's <laughs> just watching old home movies. <laughs> fucking Doc Savage. Not good. Yeah, and this one, I don't know if it was the scan that I read or whatever, but uh, ooh, the coloring was awful. It looked like a fucking kindergartner did it, where the fucking color wasn't even like, in the lines. It was all bled over and shit. Maybe that was the printing process. That's the, the printing. Time, that's the, but they're not lined up properly. Oof. Ugly. <laughs> Visually unpleasant. But I did, like, one of the first uh, frames where it had, like, Spider-Man sitting on top of a building and shit. I thought that was composed a lot. I was just like, hey, this actually has an alright-looking right panel. Um, yeah, before I read this, I thought, you know you know what? After this, after I finish reading this issue, I'm going to get on the old Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm going to go that. fuck myself. <laughs> that was after I finished <laughs> I thought, you know, like, I'll get some background information on Dr. Doc Savage, you know, that way I can, like, lead in with that before we talk about this issue. After reading this, I didn't give a fuck about Doc Savage. <laughs> the Man of Bronze or whatever. So, you know, we've we've done, what, 140, 40-some issues, mm-hmm. including the anals and giant-sized and shit. So, I, I've been thinking about this recently, but only 
remembered to bring it up till now. Do you think that this shit sucks a dick because of the time it was made? The people who were making it? Or the fucking comics code? Do you think that comics code really butt-fucked everything? Or do you think it would just be just as bad if they didn't have to worry about their comics being pulled and shit? Well, I'd say like the early Stan Lee and Steve Ditko stuff, I just think that has not aged well. I mean, you'll hear a lot of old-timers telling you, like, and I'm a fucking old-timer. <laughs> that, that they'll tell you, oh, no, those are classics, you know. And, and when they tell you, because you got to ask them, well, why? What is it that you like about them? They'll tell you, oh, well, you know, Peter Parker, you know, he struggled a whole lot. But if you go back and reread those, Parker is not a likable character at all. He's a, he's a prick. And uh, so you're... Your sense of nostalgia is warped. You are not remembering this shit correctly. If you go back and read them, as Tom and I have for the past couple of years, um, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up. Okay, and maybe we read them at that time and there was no other comics that like, oh, these actually sound like people. They're, they're written like people. Maybe would have liked them then. Obviously, a lot of people did. And that was a... That was essential, I guess, or a big, uh, it resulted in Marvel's success, but <laughs> after their bankruptcy, yeah, <laughs> but then I guess Marvel blew up, you know, and they are, you know, they're cranking out like however many titles a month, and a lot of these guys are writing five fucking comics a month, and so of course they're, they're just cranking shit out, they're meeting deadlines. And their stories, um, they look like it, you know, and they feel like it. They're, you know, I don't think like the stuff we're reading now, this era, uh, Jerry Conway, which he, I know he's a he's a good writer, he's a capable writer, but this stuff is not good, you know. For I think anybody, I think if you'd have read it back then when it came out, and we're at 1975 now, um, no, I don't think it was good then either. And I mean, we we hit some pretty pretty milestone, uh, definitive things like uh, what's her nuts, Gwen Stacy dying, uh-huh. and the Punisher showing up, and it's all just like okay, yeah, yeah we've yeah. had some issues, a few, a very few that are not bad, you know, not saying I'll still say the one we're fucking. Peter Parker goes to see a psychiatrist because he's going nuts with all this shit and it turns out to be Mysterio fucking with him. That was probably the best one yet because it wasn't your typical fucking how I gotta go stop a bank robber who's wearing a fucking kangaroo suit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know how how much longer Jerry Conway has on this. Uh, I know he does the shit with the Jackal that's coming up. I think after that he's gone and Marv Wolfman steps in. So maybe that's a turning point for Spider-Man's. But I know that a lot of the Spider-Man comics that I read in the 80s were good. You know, that that shit that Roger Stern wrote, that stuff was good. I hope, yeah, I hope 
it holds up. But by then, I think Spider-Man's had three different titles. Marvel if we make it that long, this yeah. would be a good time to say, you motherfuckers could share this around somehow. You know, we're cutting clips down and putting them on YouTube. Right. If you can help spread that shit to get some motherfuckers watching this, I'd appreciate that shit. Yeah. Tell your friends if you got any. Now, hey, like, share, subscribe, shove a pumpkin up your ass if you're watching this on uh, the old YouTube. Otherwise, we got a fucking image every week that you can share. And just for the love of fuck, please. I will say this, though. I did get my first order today in, uh, in the how did you hear about us comments. It said, how did you hear about us? And their answer was YouTube. And for a second, I was just like, oh, hell yeah. They probably saw the thing. And I was just like, no, it's probably some review of a, <laughs> of a mask from before. And then I shot myself in the head. And this is just a another timeline like in the phantasm movie that were ah so if you guys could you know help share this stuff i'd appreciate it but yeah we'll we'll see what we're in for next week with uh amazing spider-man issue 141 sure it's gonna be You like lists, especially ones that we've done before. Now I'm just trying to do something to fit into YouTube's algorithm. I've been known to enjoy a list with you, Tom, especially a list that we've done before. And, uh, our top 10 Christmas movies with honorable mentions is mm. definitely something we've done before. So with that in mind, I took uh, the honorable mentions and made sure these were not movies that were on my list before. I mean, the other ten more than likely were, and they're probably in the exact same order. But, my honorable mentions, Tom, I start with a movie called Ho, Ho, Ho. This is a, uh, it's a piece of erotic cinema, Tom. It's a, <laughs> I guess you would call it a porno. My second honorable mention, Tom, is called The Barely Legal Bitch That Stole Christmas. <laughs> this is another erotic cinema film. Oh, that sounds like something a would-be child molester would watch, Joe. Mm -hmm. The next one, Tom, is called Here Comes Santa with a Z. <laughs> the next uh, honorable mention, Tom, is The Ghost of Christmas Ass. <laughs> what is it about a fart? <laughs> and then finally, my last honorable mention is Jizz the Season. That's fucking terrific. <laughs> so, what's that one about? Uh, it's about jizzing on chicks with Santa hats or something. Well, that's all of these. You know, all of these, I'm sure, have that scene. <laughs> Pretty good, Joe. <laughs> My honorable mention goes as follows. 
not a movie. That's why it is an honorable mention. And that is the Trailer Park Boys Christmas special. The last couple years I haven't fucking watched it, but uh, I always try to, except for the last couple years. And then I have another one that is not a movie, but that is why it is on the honorable mentions. And that is Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Ooh, I forgot. A goddamn classic. Well, that's all right, Joe. I mentioned it last time, though. And then I have Harold and Kumar's Christmas because it has Danny Trejo and he's a Christmas staple. And then I have the Mel Gibson classic, Fat Man. I'll take that shit over that new Violent Night movie or whatever the fuck came out. That motherfucking piece of shit that I've never seen, just calling it a motherfucking piece of shit because I seen commercials for that fucking movie before Halloween. So on that premise alone, it can go get fucked and I will never watch it because fuck you. At least wait till fucking Halloween's over and then start your ad campaign on November 1st. <laughs> Just that fucking bullshit has no business being advertised before Halloween. Fuck you. And then I have Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker, with Mickey Rooney as Joe Petto. Does he touch kids? Is it a Pinochino play? Oh, tune in when? Probably now. I'll probably have a review of that uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Blu-ray set for uh, 3, 4, and 5 in the interim between our last show and uh, and just so you guys know even if that kid happens to be a robot you're still a sick motherfucker that should die probably and those are my honorable mentions joe number 10 and number 10 favorite christmas movies our favorite christmas that number 10 Santa Claus. This is also known as Santa Claus versus the Devil. Very goofy movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's good, but I I like it. It I has a bit of charm. My number ten is a fucking weird piece of shit, but I like it. And if you like goofy, nonsensible bullshit, I would say go out and watch Bloodbeat. However, it is not for everyone. So, uh, if you like to drink and watch garbage, this is some, uh, Christmas-themed garbage. Bloodbeat. It's about a, uh, haunted samurai suit of armor that happens to attack during the Christmas season. Would recommend. At number nine, this one uh, is pretty common and talked about uh, a lot. It's A Christmas Story. And uh, it's talked about a lot. And it's a favorite of many people because it's good. It's really fucking good. This is one I could never get into. I know it's a classic and a lot of people like it. But uh, 
I just, I could never, never get into it. But that's okay. Number nine, what do I have, Joe? I have Krampus. It's not the best, but there's some spooky Christmas visuals in it. So uh, for that reason alone, I would say check it out. Again, not the best. And number eight, another one that's on uh, probably the list of everybody that does one of these things. And that's a Christmas vacation. Get a lot of laughs out of this movie. There's just some dumb, funny shit in it that I like. Again, another one that I just, I don't get, does nothing for me. But that's okay, because fucking the Cane's Chicken Restaurant is promoting that movie for some reason right now. Maybe because the sequel came out that I haven't watched and really have no desire to. Uncle Eddie's Island Christmas or whatever. <laughs> we talked about that too, Joe. Oh, you know what? That's right. I saw a billboard and it's like, that's Christmas vacation. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, 40 years too late on this promotion? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pricks. <laughs> uh, number eight, I have Jingle All the Way, starring Sinbad and the Terminator. Uh, I think I watched it once a couple years ago and liked it enough to uh, buy the DVD, so there we go. Maybe I'll watch it again this year. I do need to uh, pull out a stack of Christmas movies since it is, you know, halfway through the fucking month already. It is, uh, I remember that being an entertaining film. At number seven, I have A Christmas Carol. There have been several, several, too many adaptations of this Charles Dickens short story. But I'm talking about the version with George C. Scott. And uh, I think this was like a two-part uh, miniseries on TV, but now we, like it's consolidated and made into one movie. So maybe there's a lot of shit cut out when you do watch it now, but uh, George C. Scott is excellent in this. As he is in most things. Number seven, I have the movie I talked about last week. About the fucking white lady doing blow and hanging out with strippers. And that is White Reindeer. If you've never seen it, there's no better time than now if you're watching this relatively close to the time the video was made because it's a Christmas movie, you fucking idiot. Don't watch it during Easter or do. I don't give a fuck. At number six, I have Rocky, which uh, you can call this one a Thanksgiving movie or a Christmas movie. you got scenes from both of those holidays in it. And uh, the first Rocky movie is a good movie. Good job on you, Sylvester Stallone, making my holiday list. Number six, I have Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Because it's not just the second movie, it's the fucking first movie too. 
so there's no point in watching the fucking first movie when you could just watch a condensed version in the second one and get the classic garbage day scene. So fuck it's two that. movies for the price of one. Mm-hmm. Unless you get it from uh, I don't know what Screen Factory, then you're paying you know who knows how much a lot. Mm. It was on sale when I bought it, mm. and it came with a figure. I think it was like. 20 some bucks because they made a lot more than they should have. <laughs> Limited edition, nope. Um, Please buy it, you fuck. Yeah, I guess I will now. Uh, number five is First Blood. This is the first movie with the character of Rambo. Uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but it takes place during Christmas time. <laughs> As the police station is decorated with, uh, you know, those tassels, uh, garland, you know, garlands. There you go. That's and a Christmas tree. So, that first blood. Thank you know. Congratulations again, Sylvester Stallone, for making my holiday list. Give me a second. I gotta go get the dog. Tom is going to go get the dog, and if you can see back there on his screen, dwmproductions.net is the place to go for all your mask needs. And, uh, Sorry up. about that. Tom is back. She would just start scratching on the doors, trying to wake everybody up, but she woke up and she has to piss. So let's do this fast. What are we on, number five? Uh, Yes. I have Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, which we will talk about next week. Not as good as the first one, but I still like it. At number four, I have Jack Frost, which we will be talking about next week. This one is as good as the first one, because it (laughs) is the first one. (laughs) Good one, Joe. My number four is Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. It is fucking hilarious. If you want to see little taxidermied fucking raccoons wearing little Santa hats, shooting little AK-47s on a train, this is the movie for you. Would highly, highly recommend to every and all people. Thank you. Number three. At number three, I have Bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton in one of his better roles. Uh, This is also a heist movie. So if you like a little crime mixed in with your Christmas, this is the way to go. Mm. My number three is Friday After Next. The movie that made the shirt size extra medium the hottest seller at fastcustomshirts.com. If you've never seen Friday After Next, a.k.a. Friday 3, go fuck yourself. You're probably a goddamn fucking racist. Piece of shit. I hate racism. Uh, At number two, I have Brazil. Terry Gilliam's classic. Uh, Great movie. I fucking like this movie a whole lot. And takes place during the Christmas times. 
My number two is the great Norm MacDonald classic, underrated as fuck, co-starring Dave Chappelle and Danny DeVito, Screwed. If you've never seen this movie, go fucking watch it because it's awesome. This is also another one that I watch every year. Number one, Joe. This is it. Number one, and I have to dig this one out to watch it again for Christmas. And that is Dia de la Bestia. Or, as some people like to say, Day of the Beasts. This is about the Antichrist that is going to come back on Christmas night. Good movie. Side. My number one we'll be talking about next week. I usually watch this one every Christmas Eve as I wrap presents. Maybe I'll do it again this year, even though I'm about to watch the motherfucker next week. And that is Jack Frost, the first one. I love this fucking movie. I know it could be better, but uh, I just got so much nostalgia for this movie. And uh, one of my favorite horror movies in general. Fucking love this shit. And I can't wait to clumsily talk about it in a very uninteresting way next week, Joe. And also next week, we will be talking about not only our worst movies of 2022, but our best movies as well. And then that will be our last show of 2022 so i'm sure we will also bring up how the year was and all that kind of stuff so like i said before help share this fucking shit so we can get more fucking people out here giving us some goddamn fucking money at places like dwmproductions.net where you can see all my fine fine artworks and stuff like that. And you can also give monies to fastcustomshirts.com. Head over there. Uh, tons of shirts to choose from. I would be happy if you just chose one. Place that order and uh, you'll get your shirt eventually. Uh, but if you want to order more than that, I'm not going to say no to that either. But go, you'll find something that you want that you just got to have you're gonna wear and people are gonna say hey bro nice shirt i hope everybody enjoyed this fucking 18 hour long episode and again have a fucking great week i hope the long december is treating you as only the long december can and on that note boy god A long December, and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than last I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving Now the days go by so fast it's one more day up in the canyons And it's one more night in Hollywood If you think that I could be forgiven 
I wish you would. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. The smell of whispers in winter. Feeling that it's all a lot of oysters, but no pearls. All at once you look across a crowded room To see the way the light attaches to a girl One more night up in the canyons And it's one more night in Hollywood if you think you might come to California, I think you should. Na na na. Na 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 na. Drove up to Hillside Manor sometime after 2 a.m. And talked a little while about the year. I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower. Makes you talk a little lower about the things you could not show her. A long December and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than the last I can't remember all the times I tried to tell myself Hold on to these moments as they pass It's one dead day up in the canyon And it's one more night in Hollywood It's been long since I've seen the ocean I guess I should ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Na 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 na